Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. Thank you, Father, for the opening of this conference. And Lord, we pray that even today being day one, your word would be exalted above every other thing. And Lord, we pray that as siblings, as men, as men and women, brothers and sisters in various places, listen, those listening on the podcast, those coming from various parts, you know, as we come, Lord, to dig deep into your word, Lord, we pray that we walk in the revelation of your word and we pray that as collective, as a church, we stand functioning in the truth of God's word in all that we do. And I pray that the Holy Ghost will do what only him can do. And I pray, Lord, for the, 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 the strength of God being, mani- being made manifest in the life of everyone here and every church represented here and every individual represented here to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we've prayed. The sons of God says, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I must say, I must say, if you notice, um, there are meetings, you know, for those of you who are part of the Saints and God, there are meetings that we, we will be having that are strictly evangelistic. You know, but I am starting with this, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit is permitting or put it, put, or pressed it in my spirit to start with this because, as I said, the glory of the church would be seen or would be experienced more when we have we when we all feed from the same source you know you know the conference has started when we all feed from the same source that's why no matter how fast your leg can take you to the grocery store your hand will never beef your leg why because you are all working for the same goal when you take your body, your full body, to, for example, the grocery store, the eye should not be feeling bad because the leg ran so fast to the grocery store. When we start to have unnecessary clashes, unnecessary things, which are, a, which are distractions, it's because as the church, we still need to come to the revelation of the fact that we are the body of Christ. Listen, for everybody listening to this, I am going to be, you know, this is truth. And at times, brethren need to, or brothers need to come to the place where we tell ourselves the truth by the standard of God's word. We should not for any reason, as the church, not be expectant for revival. And that's the reason why the unbelievers would always look at the church as though, in quotes now, permit me to say, like we don't know what we are doing. Because we have replaced a lot of things um, for the truth. The theme of the conference, for those of you joining, is as he is, as he is. Praise the Lord. Now run with me. Let's quickly check the scriptures together uh let's go to the book of matthew let's start with matthew um get your own bible because i want us to be able to look together into the word these are not the days whereby um as a congregation 
you leave everything to your pastor. What do I mean? I have seen Christians who, as long as a word comes from, and I'm not, I'm, well, and I'm, I will just put this caveat because of people who I'm seeing for the first time, and I don't want to, I, I need to be responsible uh, to an extent to what I say. When you hear a pastor dish a word, as a matter of fact, when God speaks to you as a pastor, God would never break any of his words because of, a new, because of a new word. That's the reason why everything God would tell you would have to be consistent with what he has said before. That's why you need scriptures to interpret scriptures. Now, if that is God speaking, for example, God talked about Jesus coming. When Jesus came, before Jesus came into the scene, a whole lot of prophets had released prophetic words. And when Jesus came, Jesus came in the fullness of God. He did not for any reason contradict anything the previous prophet had said, although he was God in the flesh. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because we, we, we need to get to that point where, and this is still all about truths. Jesus for once never contradicted the scripture. There was never a place in the scripture where Jesus did anything that was contradicted or con that contradicts scriptures. So if Jesus himself did not do that, how did we find ourselves here? And that's the reason why it is not enough for you as a child or as a son or as a Christian. And I think some days ago I defined who a Christian is. Let's stop this unnecessary definition. Who is a Christian? A Christian is a child of God, period. That's the truth. A Christian is not a member of a local assembly. If you were never a child of God, you would not be qualified to be even called the local assembly in the first place. You understand what I'm saying? Who is a Christian? A Christian is not defined by the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he walks in. A Christian is not defined by gifts because the devil too is perfect when it comes to miracles, walking supernatural. So we need to know what exactly the definition is. Sorcerers do miracles. Witches do whatever it is. All those people do things as well. So it is not so much of when you see those, permit me to borrow the word, supernatural things, that's not what defines who a Christian is. A Christian is defined by the traits of God that you see in him. And those traits made possible because of who he is. Who he is, is who? The child of God. Period. Now, let's go to the book of Matthew 22. Let me go straight into let me extract some things like right away. Matthew 22, we are going to be reading from verse, Matthew 22, let's just start maybe from verse 28. Matthew 22 from verse 28, the Bible says, Therefore, in the resurrection, who, whose wife shall, shall she be in heaven or and all of that? I just read that to give you a backstory. But I wanted to extract one line that Jesus said, and which is verse 29. Let's go. And Jesus answered and said to them, You err. Jesus answered and said unto them. Now, if you notice here, I'm talking about, this is not Jesus here uh, uh, quoting another scriptures. This was the words of Christ himself. He said, You err not knowing 
what? The scriptures. Can everybody see that? You err not knowing the Everybody needs to write that down. Pretty much, if you have a note, in, in, listen in this conference, as I said, it's going to be a teaching experience. The, according to the standards of Jesus, you err not, not because of the devil. I just broke a big table right there. You err not because of anybody being powerful in the village or any evil or any... You err not knowing the scriptures. Now let's stop there. The scriptures. So when, the, when Jesus said you err not knowing the scriptures, let me show you another scriptures, another scripture, because I want us to inter use scriptures to interpret scriptures now. Quickly run to John 17. We are coming back to Matthew 22. Don't get me wrong. Because I'm breaking that into two parts. The Bible says you err not knowing the scriptures. Now, let's go to Matthew. Let's go to John. Sorry. John 17. If you have your Bible, you know, if you're, you know, in this conference, you can use a digital Bible because I'm using the same thing. Because I have a lot of scriptures that we're going to be going through. And that's the reason why this is recorded. And... Um, um, it will be made available to everybody here, whether you're part of Saint Sangat or not. It is not, and you can share it with every other person as well. Let's go to John 17. John 17. Don't forget where we're coming from, Matthew. We're still going to go to Matthew now. John 17. The Bible says in verse 17. John 17, 17. Sanctify them true. What? Thy truth. Sanctify them true thy truth. Now, this is Jesus. John 17. This this was a prayer in which Jesus dedicated to the church. Now, he when he got to verse 17, Jesus expressively said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Then he explained what the truth is. And what did he call the truth? He said, Thy word is what thy truth. So that means, and what is sanctification? Sanctification, according to multiple scriptures, is a cleansing. A cleansing. A state whereby you, you take upon yourself a stature or a, a posture of you being clean, holy, righteous. And righteousness and holiness and all those things is not a byproduct of uh, because of how you speak, oh, bless you, or you wear, um, as, as a lady, you don't wear trousers and all those, some of the things that people have, uh, some people used to think that is what makes people clean. Or that is what, that is what has the ability to wipe out um, um, or to invite sanctification. According to John 17, he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Then what he called the truth? He says, thy word is truth. So when the word of God is, permit me to use the word, unleashed upon a set of people, you need not pray for them to walk in sanctification. Give them the word. Give them the truth. The only reason why Eve fell into the issue that she fell into in Genesis 1 was because she did not have a level of information that, it, that, that Adam had. Pretty much that. That was why, permit me to use the word, she was a soft target. And I'm not trying to call out ladies here. But Christians, we need to wake up. A Christian who is ignorant has pretty much put himself in a place where you become a soft 
target. It's as simple as that. So, when we are talking about as he is, now I've not even got into the body of, that's why I say it's a three-day teaching. Listen, there is no such a thing as a powerless Christian. I am the, if you've never heard that before, I can quote, anyone can quote me out on that any day. There is no such a thing as a powerless Christian. It is only an ignorant Christian is packaged as a powerless Christian. And that's the truth. There is no such a thing. Because as I said, who is a Christian? A Christian is not one that is defined by the church he attends. Or defined because he's, he's, he's in a Christian home. Or because his dad and parents. And that's the reason why truth conference will be different. I, listen, but the goal about this is, we are, I, am not, I am not doing this to play games. And that's the reason why if you're going to be part of this, or everybody will come, nobody's here to waste anybody's time. I said certain things a while back. Listen, listen. As a pastor, I desire to see everybody around me in heaven. And I mean that. I mean that. These are the generations whereby every Christian ought to be heaven conscious. Don't live your life as though everything you see on the everything we see with your with your physical eyes is all that there is. No, 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 no. When the Bible says, listen, there is more to you. And I'm not trying to, let it not sound like a broken record. There is more to every Christian that, than what meets the eye. And that's the reason why I would say that again and over and over and over again. There is no such a thing as a powerless Christian. Only ignorant ones. And when you put yourself in that spot, that's why this is a, a, a family meeting. Because for you to say... It's just like you saying there is such a thing as a human being who, who doesn't breathe oxygen. Does that sound funny to you? you? You are not a fish. You don't live in the ocean. You are a human being alive. Have you ever met anybody walking this earth and says, I don't breathe on oxygen? That would sound funny to you. It's the same way it is when you meet a Christian who talks funny or who does not even have an understanding about basic things. Now, when the Bible, now let's go back to the scriptures. The Bible says, sanctify them through thy truth, and he explained that thy word is truth. Now, let's go back to Matthew 22, where we read. Jesus said, you err, not knowing the scriptures. So, when I, when I, permit, will it be right for me to, because of where we are coming from in John 17, will it be right for me to interpret Matthew 22 as, you err not knowing the truth. Would that, would that be a right arrangement? Why? Because the scripture says the truth is the word. Sanctify them with thy truth. Thy truth is the word. According to John 17, 17. So when you come to Matthew 22, 20, Matthew 22 verse 29, when Jesus said, you err not knowing the truth. So, the Christian who errs, it is not because the devil is powerful. I hope, I hope, I hope everyone is digesting the truth. A Christian who errs, and I'm, I'm saying it because, <laughs> for example, you will see Christians say things like, nobody holy pass. After all, Nobody is, uh, nobody is perfect. You err not knowing the truth. 
you know, very, very funny, untruthful words, untruthful words that we have presented. And some of us, as I said, because of ignorance, we've accepted it, but it is not the truth. Listen, something can be a cliche, but it's a lie. For example, how many of you have ever heard things like, we are sinners saved by grace? <laughs> I hope you guys are ready for me in this season. That sounds like, whew, it's true, whew. but it's a big, fat lie, not to the Christian. Now, listen, listen, for you to understand what I'm saying, that's the reason why I started first by saying, who is a Christian? A Christian is not one who carries a Bible around. Anybody can carry a Bible. A Christian is not one who... who <laughs> Christians carry Bible, don't get me wrong. But I'm trying to make you understand that... You know, I, there is this phrase that I, I tell... I always say a while back. The, 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 the Bible in everybody's hands is not the Bible in everybody's hands. It's not the same Bible. Why? Because the truth about it is... The Bible talks about how we handle the word, the posture, the way we handle the truth, it breaks everybody apart. That's why that same scripture that some people put under their pillow and they think that some people, the only revelation they have of the, of the, of the truth is a pillow. Like when they just feel like sleeping, let me read Genesis 1. It becomes like, the, the moment a Christian wants to sleep, they don't even use William C or what are all those things. Just get me a Bible and then I start to sleep. And listen, I'm not calling out anybody. I'm not, call, I'm not here to call out my brothers. Every one of you are my brothers. And I'm saying that categorically. Every Christian looking at another Christian. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying any, every church goer. The devil visits churches. People go there in the name of whatsoever. That's why this is called... The, the truths, um, for those of you who I shared the revelation, it's called truth among siblings. I believe everybody here should be born again. I believe so. And everyone listening as well. That's the reason why when you call yourself a Christian, there has to be something that makes you different. First, it starts with a revelation. It starts with a revelation. That's the reason why there are a lot of words out there that if it is not the truth, run away from each child of God. I don't care whoever it is that is saying it. And that's the reason why I said, if Jesus himself never contradicted what he said, because he's the word. When he came in the flesh, he did not contradict Isaiah. He did not contradict any of the prophets. He did not. He only came as the fullness. So there is no place whereby anyone would come, as a matter of fact, well, this is day one, but just flow with me. It, will, it is not in the place of you hearing a popular word, child of God, take it back to the scripture. Why? Because for God to contradict himself, some of you don't understand what chaos that would cause. And that's the reason why, I listen, there are a lot of things that we can play around. We can, we can be, but when it comes to certain things, we have to draw the line. We have to draw the line. So when the Bible comes here and says, you shall know the truth. In verse Matthew 22, in verse 29, he said, You for you are not knowing the scriptures. Now, 
The question is, for those of you who read, if you read from the beginning, one thing you would ask is, why did Jesus say this? First things first, he says you err not knowing the scriptures. What was the next thing he said? He said, nor the power of God. Whew. Listen, you, you have to love the word. That's the reason why when certain people carry the scriptures, that same Bible that it's a sleeping tool for some people, it's, a, it's the same word that has ignited the spirit of others. Such that they see the miracle working ability of the Holy Ghost function on the inside of them. They transform their life. The Bible says, be not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? Is you taking the word, transforming yourself into the image of what you see. That's why 2 Corinthians 3 says, as we behold ourselves. The same scriptures. Some of us have seen it. We don't just see it as the, the book of my Bible story. We don't just see it as a pillow in which we sleep. We have seen it as an agent of transformation. The Bible says, as we behold ourselves in the image of the word, the more we read, the more we are transformed. Glory to God. The more the child of God blazes eyes on the truth. Without you needing to pray for Lord, change me, change me, change me, Lord, change me, Lord. Child of God, you will not spend time praying for God to change you once you expose yourself to the word. And the truth about it is the Christian is meant to be the doer of the truth. When James told us that do not just be hearers of the word, he says, but be doers of the word. The word to the Christian becomes your life. It becomes your source. It becomes, because listen, when we talk about the pillar of truth, it is what builds us. You already saw that. He said, thou art cleansed. Thou art cleansed through the word. Jesus was not missing words. When he says, thou art cleansed through the words which are spoken unto you, it is there in the scriptures. Pastor Fala quoted something in the book of John 8, in verses, John 8, 32, when we were praying. He said, thou shalt know the truth. Thou shalt know the truth. It's not for us as siblings. My brothers and sisters, don't play around the corridors of truth. It is your responsibility. Don't have an information about the truth. Know the truth. Someone needs to put that down. Don't just gist about the truth, Christians. Brothers and sisters, don't just, don't just play around, around the truth. Know the truth. The word of God is not for you to have where with one translation, another translation, and this one translation. No, that's not what it's supposed to be. It is your responsibility to know the truth. That's why John 8 and 32 says, And ye shall know the truth. When you know that truth, the truth, because the truth is a person. The truth is a person. And that's the reason why, listen, in, in this three day, there are a lot of truths that we're going to examine. When John 8 in verse 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I need to explain something. When you know the truth and what, listen, if you notice I've been dancing around the truth. A lot of time I'm going to be talking about the truth. All through truth conference, <laughs> we would, we would, it, lies must disappear. Now, when the Bible says you shall know the truth, for those of you who are fathers, I just don't want to jump there because of time, you know. John 18, 32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Why did he say, and the truth shall make you free? Because in Matthew 22, verse 29, he says, you are not knowing the scriptures, and I told you the scriptures is the truth. Then when Jesus said, know the power of God. So that means if you are ignorant of the truth, you will not be able to function in the realm 
of whereby the display of the power of God is evident. That's why, listen, when you are surrounded by the truth, when you are surrounded by the word, it's like, it's like how do I put it? For those of you who were, who were in science classes and you've played around with magnets, when you, when you put certain, it's more like an, a force of attraction. No matter the obstacle, once the poles are, are in that point whereby the north and the south, it just ignites. When you are full of the truth, you draw power. You say to yourself, the truth in me draws the power of God. That's like why Jesus said, ye err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So that means the man who knows the truth is a man that has put himself in a place for an encounter with the power of God. That's why when some of us lay hands upon ourselves and command the healing, you see other Christians say, uh, uh. Just by laying your hands, miracles will happen. Thou knowing the truth, if you don't know the truth, he says what? You err not knowing the truth, nor the power of God, which is what? The scriptures. So when you, that's why I encourage folks, when you stumble upon a revelation in the scriptures, don't just read it as um, something head knowledge. No, you put that word in your spirit. Let your spirit come alive with the word because the word itself is spirit. That's why Jesus said to the woman in John, he says, the word that I speak unto you, he says, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. So when the word of God is in you strong, child of God, you take a posture. You take a certain posture. Praise the Lord. Now, when the Bible says, when the Bible says in, um, in, 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 in John that I just quoted, when he says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I, need to, I said I need to explain that. Please, everyone, I need to explain something. Listen, that's the reason why it is, it is critical. Don't just feed on one dimension of the truth. What do I mean? You get, now I'm, I'm, I'm changing gear. When you feed on a dimension of the truth, for example, you have you know the truth where, for example, prosperity is concerned. Don't just leave it as you just know that. Get the truth where healing is concerned as well. Don't just stay on one realm because God wants you to be rock solid all around. That's the reason why you see some Christians, when it comes to academics, they are good. But when it comes to this, there is a decline. You, you really want to know the truth? The truth about it is God doesn't want you to be half-baked. That's the reason why when he says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you. Now, look at these words. The Bible never said the truth shall set you free listen this these are these are in-depth teachings the scripture never promised us christians that when you know the truth the truth shall set you free that's not what the bible says if you buy if you have a scripture that says the truth shall set you free that is the wrong translation why am i saying that for example when an officer of the law arrests an individual you broke or you you let's say a traffic cop now arrests an individual you broke a traffic law you were driving 120 on 60 
they take that individual to i don't know maybe the traffic judge the judge says you're found guilty right do we all agree why was he found guilty because he was doing 120 on 60 which is not good now he, let's say he pays the penalty he pays the, the the all of that and the judge says okay because you have paid the penalties for you driving 120 on 80 what does the judge say go your way i set you free right the same person if he leaves that court room and now he goes to commit another offense Although the judge set him free for driving 120 on a fifth on a 60, because he was set free does not mean he cannot be under arrest again. Why? He was only set free for driving 120 on a 50. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if he drives out of the courtroom at another 120 on a 70, he is going to be arrested again. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why. What the word ought to do to you is such that child, listen, sons of God, listen to the proof. He's not supposed to, because what happens is when you have the revelation of you are set free, you are only set free from one dimension, but something else can hold you ransom in another. That's why the word of God in you is not meant to be, it, it, it ought not to give you. An understanding of the Christian is one who every day he needs deliverance. And when it comes to a deliverance service, two Sundays later, he's going for another deliverance. The question you would ask is, what happened to the first one? That is where ignorance comes in. Listen, listen. As the church, that's why this is not about unsaved right now. When we have evangelistic campaigns, we'll do that. As the church, we have given a lot of glory unnecessary attention to the devil we have all in the name of we are trying to listen 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 never sell fear to any of the child of god in the adv in the reason of trying to retain them in church mm -hmm. i just broke a very huge table right now never sell fear and i'm saying this for, to to I'm, I'm just throwing it out there i don't want to call names listen God never deals in fear. Anything, any gospel that you receive in fear can never give birth to faith. Please help me write some of these quotes down. Any gospel that comes to you packaged with fear can never ever give birth to faith. And even if faith comes around it, it will not last. Because the root was built on fear. That's the reason why, listen... I, this is not trying to, you know, I, I had a conversation with someone. Listen, I am, I am, I, and I said to myself, I have to invest in praying for churches. This has nothing to do with congregational strength or anything. God is the one that gives increase, not a man. God is the one that gives increase. And that's the reason why for those of you who have known me so long, I, 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 I preach, <laughs> I have been mandated and instructed to preach based on a mindset. That has nothing to do with congregational strength. Why? And that's not a sign or that's not an excuse for things not to grow. But it's God himself that gives increase. But the truth about it is when we learn to, when we, when, we, when, we, when, we, when we put things that are not important in front of things which 
has no you cannot even quantify it with anything and that's why i always say that listen there is no point you having a million people and all of them are empty empty vessels or you have a million people and all of them they cannot even address certain things when humans come or when a small rankled dead demon or whatever it is comes out from a place what happens to the word of god on the inside of you where, where did you keep the word of god on the inside of you what happens to that you rowing like a lion that you are Listen, the way God designed it is such that no Christian is less than Jesus. How about that? The, the, the fundamentals. And listen, when, when you hear me say truth conference, I'm not here to try to... This is not to... We need to know who we are. This is not a place to... It is a place whereby we speak to ourselves. I want a situation whereby as conferences finish, as we go, as people listen to it, we start to ask questions. And listen, if you don't start asking those questions, if you don't start putting that realm in your spirit, there are certain conversations the Holy Spirit would not have, would not initiate with you. Why? Because there are certain thoughts, there are certain mannerisms that are only meant for children. No, listen, I love my son. Don't get me wrong. No matter how much I love him, there are some conversations I cannot initiate with him now. Why? He's still ignorant where certain things are concerned. That doesn't mean God does not love you. So that's the reason why when some of you think, why am I, why, why, why does it look like when some people say, God told me, God said to me, listen, it is not. When you practice reading his word, you, you will know his voice when he speaks. You just know. Listen, you know, Pastor Fala was saying certain things that there are certain parts of your body when you pray to a realm. I think she was trying, if I to borrow some of the things she said, there are certain parts of your body that starts to move in a way when you know that there is a, there is a stirring upon your life. Some people don't, uh, listen, they've been Christians for years, they've never experienced that. There are, there are, listen, what she said, I can testify to it. There are parts on my body uh, that something, I will not tell you that part because it's, it's a personal consumption. When there is a unique presence in a place, that part of my body starts to itch. Listen, I knew it over time. Because what happens is something that you must, you will have noticed. Over time, you will have noticed. It's just like when you get to a place, ah, something happened here, something happened here. When you, when you, for example, Samuel got to a place when he was young. He was young. The Bible says God called him from a place. He did not know the voice of God. He thought it was Eli. He thought it was Eli. Nobody, why? Because nobody taught him that such things exist in the supernatural. Such things happen. Why? Because certain truth had not been shared with him. But because he was closer to someone, although Eli too was working in certain error because of, the, of his sons, but the truth about it is you could not take it away from him. He had certain experiences about God. He knew the voice of God. He knew the traits of how God would be. Because listen, if Eli also, listen, you, you will have thought because Samuel was young, when I say young now, physically young, and Eli was old, when I say old, physically old, like he was an aged man, that is not a qualification for you to know the voice of God. I have seen 65-year-old Christian babies, and I have also seen 11 or 15 or 18-year-old fire for God young folks. That is not a determinant. Because the, the Bible says, when when Samuel got to Eli. The Bible says when he heard that voice, he stood up from the bed. He went to Eli. And what did the Bible say? The Bible said, Eli said to him, Lord, I have not called you. God never told Samuel he was going to show up. God never told Samuel he was going to call him. But because he was always present in the temple, he puts himself in a place whereby the personality of the truth can manifest himself to him. 
until you start having experience with the truth, although it is the word dimension. It will be hard for you to start walking in the reality of it. That's why you get to a realm. The words, the, what you read in the scripture, and I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, it are, there are things that has happened to me. Words will jump at you. You study the word of God to a realm. And this has nothing to do with whether you are, your title is a pastor or your title is a this. And please, I really need to put this caveat because I don't want anybody thinking every time I talk like this is because I'm always, no, 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 no. Listen, we are in that time whereby the Bible says the earnest expectation, they are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Sons whereby they are not sons because they have a title to their name. But if they keep walking in ignorance, there are a lot of things that will just pass them by. If they keep walking in ignorance, lots of things that will pass them by. And it has nothing to do with the devil. It has nothing to do with him. The Bible said when the voice called the lad the first time, he didn't know who was calling him. When the voice called him the second time, he still didn't know. The Bible says the third time, the Bible says when he went to Eli, the, the way the scripture put it, Eli, the, the Bible said Eli descended. He, a, a, a truth came to him. A knowledge came to him. The Bible said Eli descended. There was a discernment in the spirit that it was God that was calling the lad. How did he know? How did Eli know? Listen, when you practice God's presence, it will show over time. It will show over time. And that's why I, I told some of you, I think there was a, a teaching I was doing some days back that just blew out of proportion the moment I got to the James. Listen, God is not that far. <laughs> the Bible says, if you love me and keep my commandments, I and my father will come sup with you. It's there in your Bible. He did not say, he said, if you love me and you keep my commandment. What does commandment mean? The word. As a matter of fact, let me show you that. I think, let me, let me borrow that before I continue. Um, I want people to see that so that you would understand Everyone run to John 14. I, let me borrow from John 14. It's just some scriptures from John 17. John 14. We're well, still talking about the truth. I've not even, <laughs> I've not even got to the, the, to the core of what we're talking about. John 14. Let me show you something in John 14. Let's start from John 14. Let me use this device here. John 14 from verse 21. The Bible says, And he, and he, he that hath my commandment and keep them. Did you see that? What are the commandments? The words. He that hath my commandment and keep them, he, he it is that that loves me, and he that loved me shall be loved by my father. I will love him, and I will what? Manifest. Did you see that? I will what? Manifest. How many of you have manifest in your scriptures? I'm reading KJV. How many of you have that manifest? What does that mean? He says, he that loves me and keep my commandment, he says, I will manifest myself to him. You know, that's why, and I, listen, I say this with all sense of humility. I really don't understand some of my brothers. <laughs> they are my brothers, I must say. I, I really don't understand some of my brothers. Some of them are in the US. Some of them are even here in South Africa. Some of them are in Nigeria. Some of them are in Asia. Some of them, there are a lot of them spread in, in various places. At times when they speak, I, I, I honestly don't understand them. And I'm not saying this to try to call anybody out. Listen, we have gotten to the realm whereby some of us need to say things the way it is. 
when some of us speak, they make it look as though there is a special oil on our head. And I'm listen, look, really listen, listen to me very carefully. I know that I am walking in a grace whereby the teaching and the preaching of God's word is is is. But at the same time, it would never be to the point whereby any Christian, notice what I said, any Christian, don't ever look at yourself and belittle yourself when you see anybody manifest in the things of God. Even when Jesus did the greatest of all miracles, what did he say? He said, listen, what you have seen me do. What did Jesus say for those of you who are Bible scholars? What was the truth of what Jesus said? He said, everything you see me do. Did he say we will do less? No. He said, greater than this shall you do. If Jesus, the author of the greatest miracles, if he says what you have seen me do, greater things shall you do. Some people don't even know this is there in the scripture. That's the reason why, listen, I respect pastors. I respect the anointing. I respect all of that. But I tell you the truth that it would never be such that there is no anointing that will come from from, from heaven that you will function with and every time anybody sees that it ought to glorify God and when it glorifies God it ought to burst tear that faith out of you to say that come if brother this my brother in Christ my sister in Christ if he can do this I think I can also do much more in whatever it is God has called you to walk in I hope you can hear me and at the same time, let no Christian ever say, um, uh, listen, God does not give birth to empty verses. I hope, I hope, I hope you are ready for truth conference. There is no, there is no vessel that has ever left God empty, including you, my brothers, my brothers and sisters looking at me, including you listening to the recording. There is nothing that has ever left God that was ordinary. And according to the scriptures, the Bible says, you are of God, little children. You are what? Of God, little children. And greater is he that is in you. So when I say there is not such a thing that has ever left God that is empty, because the Bible told us the truth of the word is when you ail from God, when you pull from God, when you when that life was reconnected back from God to, to, to God, the scriptures, the truth told you and I, you are of God. So the Christian is not one that hails from one village. That's why I said, who is a Christian? He's an offspring of God, period. So when the Bible says you are of God, little children, and you have overcome, the reason why you have overcome is because of where you came from. The reason why you have overcome is where is because of where you came from. He says you have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you. And all of these are truths. That's the reason why I said, listen, the only thing that keeps a Christian powerless is not the devil, it is ignorance. It's not. It is ignorance. And you, con you continuously have to learn to put, to take yourself away from that ignorance category. That's why you pray. That's why you attend conferences. That's why you fast. That's why you crave for an experience with the Holy Ghost. You crave for an experience with the Spirit of the Lord. Listen, in this day and age, a Christian who does not speak in tongue is like somebody driving without brakes. P just picture that. Calamity on the way. And I'm saying that because, listen, the church was never designed outside the Holy Spirit. That's the truth.
When Jesus gave the manuscript of the church, the first person he told them to wait for, don't start any ministry. Don't start preaching, Peter. Don't start doing anything. Don't start speaking. Don't start. Don't print flyers. Don't get a building. Don't even tell anybody. He said, go to the upper room. Go to that place. Go to Jerusalem. Wait. Don't say anything about the ministry. Don't talk about anything. Don't do anything. Wait for what? The promise. So, <laughs> today, in this day and age, I know of Christians who, when you tell them about speaking in tongues, they think you are talking too much. When you tell Christians about praying, they think you are talking too much. When you tell Christians about, have you read your Bible? They think you are speaking, you, you are speaking a language from Mars. And that's the reason why, listen, none of God's children is useless. None of God's children is powerless. None. No, no not one. We have only walked in such things because of the ignorance that we've permitted. That's why I started by saying earlier that, listen, what you, you think the devil in Genesis did not know Adam was in the garden? You think he didn't know? He knew that he was there. But he knew that there was a difference between Adam and Eve. And it had nothing to do with gender. He knew there was a difference between Adam and Eve. It had nothing to do with their sex. It was more about one of them had more information than the other. That's why the Bible said, when God dealt with Adam, when God gave him the consequence of his action, Hebrew also said, Adam was not deceived. He was not. He was not. That's why, listen, Truth Conference, the, my goal, my goal for this is, we all start to see the word of God with a, with a different mindset. Never be that Christian when a pastor stands to preach the word. Especially when you know that this one is filled with the Holy Ghost. Never be that Christian the moment when the word of God starts to be preached, you start dozing. Listen, listen, uh, you know this is church conference, right? I don't need to hear God to know the state of your spirit. When a Christian starts to doze, when the word of God is preached with power, you can tell. You can tell. And I'm not, listen. I'm sure by now you know I love I love you, my brothers and sisters. But the truth is, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be. We have to be. The reason why I'm saying so is because, listen, there are times when even myself, when I drag myself, I'm sure some of you say, oh, pastor, you drag yourself. Yes, I drag myself out of the bed because I need to pray or I need to do something. But I tell you the truth. The moment I open my mouth and I start speaking in the Holy Ghost, there is such a thing as, as this rush, and it happens as well when I preach the word. There is such a thing as an empowerment that comes from a place. And I'm telling you, I've experienced it multiple times. There are times when I've gone for meetings upon meetings, my body is literally dead. But when I mount that, that platform, when the word of God starts to come out, there is there this empowerment that comes from a place. That's the reason why, listen, when the Bible says you err, for those of you who have followed, you err. He said the only reason why you can put yourself in that error, that code error, he says because you don't know the scriptures. You don't have a relationship with God's word. And when you, he says, you, he said you err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Because according to what we just read here in, in 14, 
so those of you who just joined, I just read the scripture. John 14, in verse, in verse, where are you again? In verse 21, he says, He that hath my commandment. What are the commandments? His words. He says, He that has them. He's not just that he, he's not talking about somebody who just hears the word or plays around the word. He says, He that has taken God's word, he has taken it to be his source of life. The word of God is your strength. The word of God is, is everything. Why? Because God is word. God is his word. You cannot separate God from his word. Anybody who is trying to say, oh God, show me your face, show me your face, show me your face. Child of God, let me to be honest with you. You don't ask God to show himself. No, 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 no. Put yourself in the right spot. You don't have to ask. He will manifest himself. That's what he said. Asking God to show up in a place, it's, it's, Permit me to use this phrase. If you're an American, let me use American because I think like, they can understand. When you speak as one who has an American passport, it's different from one who just has a PR or one who has a visiting visa. Some of us speak as though we visit heaven. We, 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 I, I, listen, just permit me. Permit your brother this afternoon. Some of us speak to God as though we are going to the embassy to ask for visiting visa. That you go there and you know that you just have two weeks. Listen, let me tell you what gave birth to truth conference. If your plan is to leave this world to go to heaven, don't wait until you die before you start experiencing heaven. You need to put that down. Because some of us think until you until they take you to the morgue before you you you, you start, it's one of the things that some of people have thought is true, but it is it is not true. If it was, Jesus spoke about heaven while he was here on earth. He, he talked so much about heaven as though he was living there. And should I be honest with you? He was. That's why when he came to him, he said, Master, teach us to pray. What did he say? He was like, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will, thy will, thy will, thy will be done where on earth. What did he say? As it is in heaven. You cannot, because he says that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If I was part of the 12, some of you think Peter is the only one that had drama. <laughs> you guys will have read about me. If I was privileged to be alive when Jesus was physically here, you guys will have read about me and just be laughing. I would just say, Brother Jay, stop that prayer first. Stop, stop. Some of you need to ask questions. Some of you need to dig into the truth. How can you pray and you are saying that will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Some of you don't understand that statement. That means he knew the will of heaven. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word.